welcome to the Locking Castle Church podcast. This Sunday morning teaching was given as part of the Life on the Frontline series. So, so far, we have learnt that we all have a front line. That means wherever we are in our workplaces, in the place, um, in the playground, whether we're going to school, college, or anything. They are our front lines. So it's whenever we have um, an opportunity to make a difference. So to make disciples, pray for peace and prosperity, the town, city, or the company we're in. Also to do those small things with great love in the community we serve. Sharing the love of Jesus to all. So we all have a front line. Every single one of us. We don't have to, you know, we're not too old or too young to have a front line. That's where we meet people who do not know Jesus, basically. Okay? That, that is our front line. So I'm going to tell you a little story which has a tenuous link to this, uh, this passage. Okay? So... One day way back when I was working for CNA. Can you remember CNA? Yeah? All right. I was the man at CNA. There was an advert for the man at CNA. And I was the only man at CNA apart from the security guard. Okay? So I was the man at CNA. And I was up in the, um, in the canteen waiting for my shift. And uh, a lady uh, came and sat uh, by me to have her lunch. And there was a few more in the, in the canteen. And she started to tell me about her health problems, which, thank you, that was really great. Thank you for sharing the, the kind of the ins and outs of her nose. Her, she had sinus problems, and she had a, a blocked, one of her nostrils was blocked, it had a bone across it, and so whenever she had a cold, it would build up pressure. So you can just imagine what it would be like when you have sinus, where you touch your head and it's all tender. Well, she would have that, if not three times as, uh, as bad, okay? She was telling me this. I was going, okay, uh, you know, uh, thank you for sharing that. And, and, and then I felt in my heart, pray for her. What, right now, in front of all these people, not even, no chance, I'm not gonna do that. I, I, yeah, so I bottled it. I chickened out. I missed this opportunity. I missed this opportunity to share my faith and just say, can I pray with you? What was, was the worst that could happen? Well, I could have been rejected. I could have been, you know, fear of failure. Nothing happened when I was praying for her and her nose didn't explode or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what was going to happen. And I miss this opportunity. And I kick myself. I regret missing this opportunity because you just don't know what the outcome. People could have got saved, could have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior just because I would have stepped out in faith. But I missed it. Now, it's not easy, and I, I know, it's not easy stepping out in faith. It's not easy offering someone prayer. 
And you may be thinking that, who am I? Little old me. Why, you know, who is God who would use me? I'm nobody. I'm a no one. This is what we could feel. That we haven't got anything to give. There's nothing special about us. We may be paralyzed with fear of failure or rejection when that person says no. There are so many factors in play here, especially in the work environment when you don't feel comfortable in sharing your faith because you're not allowed to. Or on the school playground. Who am I to even think that the God of the universe could use me? Yeah, can you, can you reflect on that? Can you yeah, kind of say, yeah, I don't think I'm anyone. I'm no one special. I haven't been ordained. I haven't got the kind of little piece of paper to say, hey, you're a minister. Yeah. Which is a load of rubbish, by the way. Okay. I'm no different to you. Just because I'm a minister and because I've got this and I went through college and all that doesn't mean a bit in the, fa- in the great scheme of things. Oh, it gives me responsibility, but we are all in this together. And you've got to start getting this. And we're going to have our uh, white shell suits and we're going to start performing this. We're all in this together. Don't remember? We're all in this together. Thanks, thanks for getting, yeah, we're all in this together. All right, we all are in this together. Oh, yeah, even, even yeah, just th- thanks for that. You see, it's easy to be a Christian in this church building. It is. It's easy to do it here. It's easy to be a a Christian when we gather together, we're doing our part, or going to a life group and answering the questions. But if it stops there, if our faith is separated off for the rest of the week, and we only just do our bit when we come to church or go to a life group, we are missing the point. Really, we are missing the point. We're only scratching the surface of what faith is and what he can do through us. There is so much more to this Christian life than just turning up at a church and a church building at 10.30. It's, not, it's more than just a set of morals or values to live by or services to attend, but it is an opportunity to make a difference in this world, and I wholly believe that. Can you tell? I wholly believe that every single one of us which is in this building, old or young, rich or poor, male or female, or whatever gender we kind of go for, it doesn't matter. We're all equal in Christ. We're all equal in Christ. We are priesthood of all believers, a poab. We have a part to play in this. To proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. 
to proclaim freedom for the captives, the release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, who provide those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them the crown of beauty instead of ashes, an oil of joy instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. This is the gospel. This is the gospel which we've signed up for. Or is it just coming along to a service? But I have left out an important part of this puzzle in our walk with Jesus. So let's go to our reading. The miracle at the gate, beautiful Peter and John and the lame man. Silver and gold I have none. But what I do have I give to you now. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Amazing. So simple, straightforward. Yeah? Shall we go out now and do the same? Hmm? You're looking at me like, you've been serious here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got plans, but you're sure. <laughs> but the thing is, it's so simple and straightforward. We don't get a glimpse of the internal workings of what was going on in Peter's mind or heart. We don't get that. He was fear oh, do we know if he was fearful at that moment? Did he have an internal monologue going on? You, you, do you have those internal monologues going on in your brain? I do. Yeah, it's called talking to yourself. We do have that. Or did he just respond in compassion for the issue that was just before him? I don't know. But what I do know is what happened in the chapter before. What happened in the event, what caused him to have this boldness that had a fundamental effect and change on both Peter and John's life. And it says, on the day of Pentecost, they were all gathered together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them was filled with the Holy Spirit. You got that? Each one of them was filled with the Holy Spirit. The, sovereign, uh, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has appointed me or anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Every single one of us is called to this. And no wonder things were going wrong this morning because this is fundamental to our Christian life and the enemy doesn't want us to be filled. He doesn't want us to know what it is to walk in his, in the Lord's power. We cannot do these things on our own. We need his spirit to empower us, to equip us, to give us boldness and the compassion to step out and simply offer help to the ones 
who are in front of us. The disciples were transformed because they encountered the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. They need it. We need that same spirit to guide and lead us. Commenting on this miracle of healing of the lame man, a preacher and theologian, John Stott, put it this way. The power was Jesus, but the hand was Peter's. Peter shows a readiness to respond in a way that we must have um, to be, uh, you know, that very ordinary moment. A beggar asking for money. The difference comes from his confidence in Jesus' power and purpose. The Spirit empowering us. We are this priesthood of all believers. Moving in the spirit is not reserved for the leaders only, or the clergy, or anyone, but everyone who names the name of Jesus. He fills us with his spirit. This morning we can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the first time. We can be refilled because we leak. Each one of us leaks. We're leaking vessels and we need to be topped up to be overflowing and overflowing and overflowing. We need to keep on asking to be filled every day, moment by moment, that we can do these things. We need this constant refilling in our lives, this abundant love and compassion for the world. He needs you and me. We are his hands and his feet. Everyone is important. Everyone can partner with God because I don't like the, the term use. God wants to use us. No, he wants to partner with us. Hand in hand in the process of seeing this world transformed. He takes my hand. He takes your hand. And he leads us, if we are willing to partner with him this morning. We need each other to help hone and understand the promptings of the Holy Spirit. How can I hear the Holy Spirit? He does that through his word. He sometimes places it in our hearts, sometimes even in the ear. We may feel on our skin that tingling, that noting. Yeah, we notice that the Lord is doing something. He may give us a picture. He may give us a word what drops into our hearts. These are the things which we are teaching on discipleship for faith is about, you know, chatting with the Lord, catching and chatting to the Lord. And he speaks to us in so many different ways through our emotions. When we have compassion for someone, that's the Holy Spirit saying, I love this person. I'm giving you that same compassion. Many times Jesus was moved with compassion and started healing. Amazing. We need that same compassion. We need to move in the resurrection power. 
that transforms lives, setting the captives free. The invitation is open to all to be filled, empowered by his spirit. Will you respond this morning to the call that makes a difference? To be concerned for the world around you. Even little old you can make a difference. And we can be you kind of partner with the Lord to offer a simple prayer to help that person who is in front of you be healed in the name of Jesus. Be made complete in the name of Jesus. Wow, what a privilege to name the name of Jesus like that. Don't be like me who missed an opportunity in making a difference. But make every opportunity count for Jesus in all wisdom, all respect, and all compassion. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to find out more about Locking Castle Church, please visit our website at lockingcastlechurch.org.